about freelance writing and how social media has affected writing and blogging as a whole. So I shall leave these two to introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Latifa and I'm a full-time media officer and a part-time freelance journalist. Hi, I'm Mire. Um, I'm a full-time... Oh God, I forgot what I am. <laughs> no, I always forget what I do. I'm just like... Uh, uh. You know when you suddenly think, um, yeah, I'm a full-time editorial assistant um, at a non-fiction illustrated books publisher called Octopus Books. Uh-huh. Uh, and then freelance-wise, I'm a freelance writer, freelance journal, freelance PR content marketing yes holding so (laughs) many hats like that's so sick and for probably no one knows but i actually started off as a writer before i actually went into social media so i did a lot of writing but mainly music writing even though i want to do like more like kind of opinion lifestyle but i feel like i'm just going to talk rubbish anyway but yeah (laughs) you know we're like i love like refinery 29 i'm just like i love that kind of vibe that they have where it's like very casual Mm -hmm. and it's like you know about dating they talk about like life in london and i love their money diaries yeah i love i read their money diaries and i'm like okay how did you get this life on like they're like i'm on like 5p a day (laughs) and i can do this and i'm like okay that's (laughs) pretty sick (laughs) so how did you guys i guess find your first piece of work through social media piece of work i mean my first piece of work was for a blog that wasn't really through social media i yeah. just kind of found the blog online and was like can i write for you was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah sure why not with that piece it was like oh the, the title is so cringy <laughs> really but i'm gonna share it so everyone can just know that it's okay to have a cringy stuff <laughs> um, it was like the birth of like revolutionary fashion and it's like oh. when brick lane was like up and coming mm. like everyone wearing like creepers and yeah all that stuff. oh my god i remember creepers time yeah. it was just so cringy but i think through social media my first work was i mean i always worked in the media industry so i always had access to a lot of databases with yeah. ed- editors contact details etc etc yeah, yeah but even before that i would always follow editors okay. because a lot of the time it's actually a good tip a lot of the time a lot of feature editors a lot of um what's that there's feature editors and there's yeah. um contributing editors and yeah a lot of these editors actually will put on their Twitter, hey, I'm looking for pictures or hey, I'm yeah. doing this. So I saw, I think it was from the Independent, I saw like a, a picture, like looking yeah. like a tweet saying, hey, I'm looking for op-ed pieces or personal stories. Yeah. And she put her like her email address. Yeah. Like, I was just like, <laughs> away. And at this point, this was like my first kind of big national, like yeah. national like byline. So got to FTP, she liked it, did it and... It was pretty much like that. But yeah, definitely following the editors helps because a lot of them mm. put out their email addresses, mm. what pitches they're looking for. Some even tell you how to pitch, which is great. That's Free nice. knowledge. So yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's how I got my first kind of big byline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you? mine's kind of like a similar story. So when I first went to uni, I knew I wanted to write, like just yeah. get involved in writing somehow. So I'd like write to all these student websites and be like, can I write uh. for you? <laughs> and now I'm kind of like, I kind of regret it because it was free really? labor. <laughs> I would write so many pieces. And I remember I wrote this piece um, for a website called Student Heart. And it was like, how you know you're a London student at a non-London uni. Yeah. And it went viral. And oh. like everyone at my school was like sharing it. And I was like, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote oh. this. Um, and then after that, I kind of just kept on writing. So I joined, the tab had like a summer fellowship scheme. Yeah. Okay. So I had like an editor and I'd write for them and I'd write like food pieces. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, I got like, after about four years of unpaid writing, I got my first commission. Oh, wow. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a long time yeah. coming. And that was with Push Magazine. Um, and that was also through like social media, just finding the email and being like, yeah. hey, I've done a little bit of music journalism, a bit of music writing before. Yeah. Um, I'd love to 
right for you and then yeah it was just like by chance that they yeah. had an upcoming shoot and they were like we need a journo to yeah. interview this artist so that was my first and yeah it was just that thing of like I think you have to kind of be on it like yeah, as a writer you yeah. really have to take advantage of any chances you can get and like yeah. it's really annoying because you don't want to give away your talent but I think yeah. at the beginning you do have to do a little bit of like yeah. a couple of mm. I don't know a couple of articles just to show that you have that skill yeah um yeah have you guys kind of like joined any communities in terms of social media that has kind of been more catered towards freelance writers that have been beneficial for you guys in terms of having gaining um new work or meeting new people in the industry i mean i haven't joined any forums or groups per se but i do i'm joined to a few newsletters yeah that kind of give like which ones um it's make sure i pronounce her name right it's cian meads oh yeah i love her i love her her newsletter is everything because she literally posts all these great freelance jobs that are paid and like and all these pitch call like twitter pitch call out she posts on the news yeah it's literally all there for you i think it's like once a month no it's every week is it every week yeah every wednesday yeah it's so good i can link it to you (laughs) i'm like yeah yeah, it's great so that's the kind of only one newsletter i really do subscribe to um, yeah i think i'm quite on the groups like yeah. on facebook there's social fix obviously yeah. and then there's the other books madland hack and there's this really i don't know if i should bait it out but i love it so i'm gonna oh. bait it out there's this group called bum babylon which okay. is like a safe space for black women oh nice. who are also who are like from all walks of life like whether you're creative yeah or whatever but like a lot of creative events and like nice. opportunities really come cool. up on that and it's just really good sometimes you can just voice your concerns yeah <laughs> about the industry you're working in and yeah it's, it's really nice it's like a little online community where yeah. everyone supports each other that's amazing i love that kind of thing how, so how do you guys actually like get your work out there? So what kind of platforms do you feel like you have to be on as a freelance writer? Do you feel like you have to be everywhere or is there specific kind of platforms that work best for you guys? I feel like you need Twitter. Yeah. I really? Like that's, 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 a, that's a huge, like, you shouldn't need anything if you're a good writer. Yeah. But if you're keeping it like 100, I feel like mm-hmm. you need Twitter just because a lot of editors put out their pitch call outs there. A lot yeah. of my jobs I've gotten mm. through Twitter. So yeah. I feel like Instagram, maybe not so much, but I feel like Twitter yeah. is definitely the one that you definitely need. And just making sure that you know how to utilize Twitter, I think it's also important as well. So like, so yeah, how would you utilize it? So for example, so I do, it's actually my, like my top secret. These are jams. Really <laughs> so, so get yeah. a notepad. <laughs> but yeah, um, I usually um, search things like looking for pictures, writers' oh, yeah. pictures, mm. Black History Month pictures, if, if that's coming up or different seasonal months as well and i tap yeah. that into it and that all comes up mm. and you'll see all the like editors saying please want some pictures yeah. all the pitch call that's she just pop right in front of you yeah and that yeah. makes it so much easier but yeah that's my biggest tool for twitter as well yeah yeah i would agree i'd say twitter is where you have to be yeah um and as well i'd say the dots is really good just oh, yeah. having like okay. a portfolio no, I've, never really underst- like, I've never really got it maybe because yeah. this is a long process to actually sign up yes. on yes yeah but it's a bit to me it's like creative linkedin that's okay. the way I see yeah it. um and i like it because you can just kind of put your work up on there so yeah. everyone can see it mm. um so i just put like every feature yeah <laughs> i've ever done i'm like here yeah um but no twitter is the place and yeah. also like i know it sounds really bad to say this but journalists are kind of lazy like yeah. <laughs> the big gun journalists are lazy so you'll see like as soon as it hits March, they're like, I need inspiring women. Yeah. For oh, I wonder weekend. why. And I'm like, it's your job to research, but yeah. I'm going to take advantage anyway. Yeah. Um, and things like, yeah, Black History Month, they're suddenly like shockingly aware of the yeah. fact that yeah. they don't have any black writers. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah it's it's the place where you can kind of jump on it and take yeah. advantage of the situation so mm. it works yeah. in our favor as well I, I like also, how, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, I think also trending topics as well. Yeah. Because if Ooh. you see something's trending, it's like, okay, have I got like an idea about that? Have I got an opinion? Mm. Can I pitch this? So let's go. Like, yeah. so, <laughs> so it's good for like the trending topics as well. So you can see what's current, which is usually what's going to be in the news as well. So yeah. Mm. You can kind of get ahead of that. That's very true. Well. Yeah. So that's good. I think going back to what you're saying with like um, following like the editors and stuff, obviously like on Twitter, you can create a list. Yeah. So you have the luxury of kind of creating like your own private list of everyone. So you can kind of just go into that list and kind of see all these call outs and follow these hashtags and follow all of that, which is very useful. Have you guys ever got work from sharing your work? Work from sharing my work? Like sharing your work. So I was like, oh, this this is cool. I'm just going to email. I, I mean, I got a radio opportunity from an article. That's, that cool. That's good. So I was not an article, sorry. It was an article I did about mental health. Mm. And then literally after I did that, I did like, I wrote like a tweet about a documentary called, was it, I think it was Free Girls about mm. the Rochdale sex ring. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So it's, it's really powerful. Doc. It's, oh, really, wow. it's like a docu-series. It's based mm. on real life, obviously, yeah. but it's got like, it's just very powerful stuff. Mm. But I just tweeted and I said like something about how it could be triggering for like mental health. And yeah. People mm. who've been through that kind of situation. And someone from BBC just got to me and was just like, hey, do you want to come on the radio and speak about you watching it and like mental health? And That's pretty cool. And I was just like, okay, cool. And literally like the next day we did it live. And oh, so, amazing. Yeah. So like, it's a little thing that like, even sharing your opinion sometimes mm. can get you yeah. opportunities and stuff. I think so. so. Yeah. Have like, you got, oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, even with, um, is it Stephanie Yeboah, I think? the She's a plus size blogger. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Even her just talking about like her dating experience. Mm. I think some people like, depends but i think a lot more like news companies now want to hear different voices yeah and so they were like oh okay do you know what we've actually not discussed this story before why don't we bring you on channel five yeah. or why don't we bring you on bbc mm. so it's kind of that thing of like sharing your experiences like you said as well as articles and that can like kind of create more work for you or like yeah. open up a conversation yeah and you know kind of going back a bit as well we're saying like with those kind of things, have you ever noticed? Well, I, I think a lot of us now notice, like, let's say something's happening on a timeline or something's happening online, that a lot of journalists are like, oh, hi, I would love to talk to you. Hi, I would love to talk, <laughs> yeah. to, you. Love to, talk to you. Do you feel like social media just kind of made writing a bit kind of, like you're saying, a bit more lazy? Yes. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Do you know what the problem is? I have like a constant hate love relationship with social media because yeah. I can see yeah. the power in it, but then I can also see how people take advantage of situations. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember when there was this one incident where there was like a, 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 a supposed bomb on mm. a train in an Aldi bag mm. um, on a tube or something. Yeah. And nobody knew if it was a bomb. Nobody knew all that had happened is that something had exploded in this bag. So whether that was just like a chemical or something, like nobody knew what it was. Yeah. Um, but this guy took a picture and was like um, explosive substance or something in the bag. Yeah. And all these journalists were like, hi, hi, we want to use this yeah. image. We want to talk to you, la, la, la. Mm. And I could just see the journalists going on and on, like, we'll offer you a fee. Right. And it's that kind of thing of sort of being like manipulative journalism. Yeah. Mm. So I think in that way, it can be a little bit harmful because I think with social media, everyone wants everything now. Um, yeah. And so you can lose a bit of like journalistic integrity. Yeah. And, and for me, I think... Most of the time, journalism should be quite neutral. You can offer yeah. your opinion, but you should always try and take a bit of a neutral stance. Mm. Um, so it has that kind of con to it. But then on the pro side, like it means that so many other people whose voices weren't able to be like heard or seen yeah. before are because of yeah. because of their like visibility online. Yeah. How about with you? Um, I feel like with journalism and just. Social. I feel like it's like I, I always see that whole hi. Can I speak to you? Can I speak yeah. to you? I just feel like it's 
I mean, it's a good way to kind of get, you know, access to the yeah. news. Because like, you can't be everywhere. And I get that. But I feel like there's some, like, things that people tweet that I feel like should be dealt with with more caution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen journalists, like, I've seen some journalists say things like, you know, hi, can I speak to you about this? And someone's, like, tweeted, like, I'm at this incident and I've just witnessed yeah. this person mm-hmm. being hit. Or, like, it's just, like, at least give them a, are you okay? Yeah, or, like, yeah. it's very... It, like, I feel like to just jump at them with can you do this story it's like right now they're probably not in the right state yeah, yeah. so even if they do like help you with this story what they're probably going to say is not going to be like their real opinion because right now they're thinking all these different things yeah. and they've mm-hmm. just experienced this and so i do feel like that part is a bit iffy to me just and even the ones who do say hope you're all right but would you mind if and it's just like <laughs> yeah. they've just witnessed something really traumatic yeah. like mm. but like i know you want a new story but could you not yeah at least wait a day or like wait wait yeah. wait, a bit. wait a minute like yeah, like, let them, like process what's just happened yeah. in front yeah. of them before you like jump down their throat but i mean i get it you you can't mm. be everywhere and a lot of these journalists have got like deadlines and if yeah. the editor's down like you must give me like a good story yeah so mm. i get the pressure but it's just for like it's like the integrity starts like you said. I still feel like yeah. you should kind of still kind of put yourself in their shoes a bit. And yeah. Just, you know. As obviously, we know social media is so powerful and it basically everything starts online. Mm-hmm. So if they're trying to start becoming, a, start becoming, start being a writer, what kind of tips would you guys give to yourself back then and be like, this is what you should do social media wise, e.g., you know, clean up your profiles, make sure you're reactive, you know, that kind of stuff. What would you guys recommend um, do you want me to kick off yeah you kick off <laughs> um i would say have some sort put like a face to a name i think that always helps a little bit okay. like having like a twitter where you have a little bio about yourself yeah. okay. um and like an approachable picture like people can see what you look like yeah <laughs> kind of thing because then people are just like oh like okay i can see this person has a bit mm. of a profile it's quite clean la 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 yeah um and like the same i would get a dots profile and just try and connect with loads of people yeah like, connect with loads of creatives um tap into your local community yeah so i always think like the way everyone starts off like is is your community so say for instance when i was writing for student websites and when i was writing for the tab those people who worked at student heart or whatever the website was or at the tab Mm. are now journos that shortlist or like Mm. stylist or like just bigger papers so it's sort of like you start off with them and they their network then sort of becomes your network and it's like you grow with them so yeah kind of yeah starting off from those kind of smaller um publications or websites or blogs or whatever um and then that's sort of like your training ground um to developing what will then be bigger and better and probably like better written pieces as well (laughs) um yeah so doing that i think is good yeah, I think, like, like I said before, just making sure you follow the right people. You know, mm-hmm. you can still follow, like, your meme accounts and you can still follow yeah. things that make you laugh, <laughs> things that make you feel good, but it's also good to follow. Like, if you like a certain editor's work, you work yeah. with the stylist or grandma, follow them. Yeah. You know, interact with their pieces. Let yeah. them see that you see their pieces and retweet it and just, yeah. like, like, be engaged. Don't yeah. just have it there to just search pictures and, like, tweet once a month. And, like, yeah. Yeah. be engaged with it. If you're really interested in journalism, you know, follow like journalism is it dot co uk like yeah their twitter page i can't mm. remember it is but like follow different platforms that will give you the information you need the articles you need the tools you need yeah to, mm. to better your career and look for open submissions and a bit like what you said like i feel like everyone starts off writing for free or writing blogs and stuff yeah and i know like in social media people say like you shouldn't take for free like yeah mm. I, I i get that yeah side, it's kind of cra- yeah, yeah it's, it's, like, it's, it's hard to like swings ba- roundabouts isn't it yeah, yeah. like mm. it's a balance like i feel like when you start sometimes doing free books the best because like, i personally found that in doing like a lot of the free blog posts that I did, 
I found my voice as a writer. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted, I thought I thought I wanted to do fashion. Like I said, yeah. it's a horrible article. <laughs> <laughs> and I published it. And then after I thought, I don't really like doing this. Yeah. And I tried yeah. to do op-ed pieces and I really liked it. And then yeah. I started doing more cultural. I was like, okay, cultural op-ed, this is my kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then I kind of focused on that. And that's when I started, you know, saying, okay, now I'm yeah. gonna start charging. So I feel like writing for free gives you the opportunity to just explore so many different revenues. Yeah. Because a lot of the yeah. time, a lot of these blogs will not be like strict on what you've got to do, what experience. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> if you're doing it for free, they don't, they don't yeah. care. <laughs> they don't care what you pitch. So, you know, it gives you that chance to really get that experience and find yeah. your voice. Because once you find who you are as a writer, you know mm. your niche, mm -hmm. then you can market yourself properly to the editors yeah. that you want. And then Definitely. it becomes that much more believable when yeah. you're pitching. Because mm -hmm. they can see that, okay, this is your lane, this is your avenue. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I would suggest you do that. Do you both have online websites? Like, do you have like a portfolio? Um, yeah. Do you think so they work? No? I think. Do people ask when you're like pitching? Not so much, I think, because <laughs> I swear we always make these like portfolios and make them look so pretty yeah. and like no one ever asks. No, it's like your GCSE <laughs> results. No one ever asks with A-levels. Yeah, this is the thing. Cause I think, I mean, with writing less so, or I'd like maybe direct them to like one article I've written to show oh, that okay. like I know what I'm talking about on a certain subject. Mm. But I think the reason why I use like my dots portfolio and LinkedIn yeah. and stuff is also because I do like freelance PR and marketing yeah. and stuff. So it's like, I can then show them like my portfolio. Yeah. Like here are the features yeah. I've got, here yeah. is the content I've created, which is, yeah, I think, I don't know, in, when it comes to journalism, especially as well, if you've done stuff with some publications before, they're like, oh, I know how you write and I know what you write about, so I just want you to jump on this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I do think it helps when you're starting out just to have, like, a vi like it's quite good as well just to have, like, that visual block that people can look at and be like, oh, you've written here, here, here. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll take you on. But I think as you get further down the line, if, if people already, like, know of you or have, like, yeah. you have an editor or something, they're, they're, they know what you're writing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good to have a portfolio as well because it just gives you that sense of like professionalism. Like, yeah, you know, I've got like, hey, look at me. I'm not just a writer. I'm like, yeah. I'm right with a website. Yeah, and I've got all this stuff. <laughs> and, like, so it has like that level of professionalism. And I think it's just it's a good to showcase your work. Yeah. You know? So even if you get like if you're pitching to an editor who you've never like spoken before, mm. it's a good way for them to see what you've done in a kind of just a click of a button basically. Yeah. But I think also when you pitch, it's like, I mean, I think it's also good to have a website. But when you pitch. You could still get away with pitching without a website. That makes sense. Like, yeah. If you really got bylines, as long as you kind of like put like the links to the articles that yeah. relate to the piece. Yeah. Because like don't like I feel like you shouldn't like be pitching a piece about fashion, but then like have all these links to articles on mental health. Yeah. Because they'd be like, okay, how? So if you how, how does it how does that link? Like, yeah. So yeah, I think it's useful definitely to have a website because then you can always like attract new editors. Yeah. To mm -hmm. look at all your new work, but yeah. Have you guys ever slid into an editor's DMs? Like, hi, I would love to write for you. Um, not for like writing a piece, mm. but for like getting, so for instance, when a journal does like a journal request or a PR request, yeah. then I will, I'll be like, I have this client who like matches your story. Yeah. And then I'll send like a sort of mini pitch. So it is a bit like oh, writing, yeah, cool. but it's more PR. Yeah. Um, but no, not for an actual piece. No. I feel like it's more welcome. Like nowadays, like yeah. because everything's yeah. so fast, so instant, yeah. it's not as bad. Oh yeah, no. And I think it's so much casual. You like you can like DM, no, like send you with an X at the end. You're like, okay, <laughs> this is very casual. <laughs> How about you, Latifa? I've never pitched an idea, but I've kind of uh, like I've seen it at a like tweet of like I'm looking for pitches on like. Mm anything to do with like women and I was like that's really vague so I kind of messaged her <laughs> I didn't tell her that but I, just, like, so I DM'd her and I was just like 
is there like a certain topic you want and that's my fact she's like okay more, more mental health more body positivity kind of stuff i thought okay cool can mm. i send you an email she was like no just send me the idea here and i can let you know and oh, okay. it was a follow-up and i thought okay that's so we so did good. that yeah yeah so i mean yeah it does it does work sometimes and it's a lot of edits you will actually say my dms are open yeah so jump in yeah have you guys used like linkedin anything outside of like twitter i don't know if linkedin works in terms of writing because it's obviously more business to business yeah, yeah. but no not for no. me no i think i share <laughs> articles on there but like i don't ever engage like with yeah i just don't think that the media as well like engage on there yeah. yeah i don't know i never see any yeah like you said like dms are open like there's no two world there is but there's, like, <laughs> can you imagine like dms are open on linkedin it just it doesn't fit that like, like yeah platform. No. i think you probably need somewhere a bit more casual i think twitter yeah. it seems like twitter is the place to it be is. if yeah. you want to be a freelance writer okay well thank you ladies thank- where can we find both of you and also some of your work <laughs> Um, you can find me on Twitter, so I'm at Latifa JB. So it's L A T E E F A H J B. My website is latifajb.com, and my Instagram is like under construction at the moment. Let's just not include that, but <laughs> I'm always on Twitter anyway, so yeah. Yeah, I'm on Twitter and Insta as well. So I'm on Twitter at MireCass, so it's M I R E I W L E C A S S. And then I'm on Instagram at Cassandra Harper, so it's slightly longer i will link them <laughs> below yeah and then i have a website at cassandracamille.co.uk oh, so amazing. that's slightly easier <laughs> and yeah feel free to leave a review if you enjoyed this episode and you can find Pins at Co at Pins Co.